Welcome to the Department 12 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Butina. I am joined tonight by Dr. Naz Tajbash. How are you, Naz? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. So I uh, understand congratulations are in order because very recently uh, you defended your dissertation. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. It feels just amazing to be done. (laughs) (laughs) So what was your dissertation about? Can you give us sort of the thumbnail sketch? Yeah, absolutely. So I looked at leader personality traits using uh, Hogan, and um, I looked to see if that predicted team level engagement. And then I also looked at uh, a variety of leader behaviors that that I got from uh, 180 data to see if that mediated that relationship. Okay. So when you think about your sort of... um graduate school career, was this a topic that you always had in mind or is this something that sort of developed throughout your, your, your time in school? So I always knew I wanted to do something related to leadership uh, because that's where I knew I wanted to take my career. And then um, as I was kind of going through the journey, uh, I, uh, I decided on the topic. I I didn't know that it would be exactly this going in. It was actually on something completely different, still leadership uh, related. But then after a while, as I got deeper and deeper doing a lit review and um, I actually partnered with a consulting firm um, in the, in the data collection and data analysis process. So things kind of came together and I was able to use, use the, the data to do my, to do my research. Oh, that's great. So when you started your master's program, was it with, or when you started your graduate program, was it with the doctorate in mind or did you do a master's first and then decide to move on? I went in into the the master's and the doctorate program together. Okay. And um, so uh, one of the things, uh, so this is the, the second part of a two-part episode. Uh, last week I, I had an interview with Jeff Dalkey and, and one of the things I asked him about was his comps. This is one of those topics that, you know, if you haven't done it before and you don't really know what it is, it can be a a little bit intimidating. So could you tell us, you know, first of all, I guess, where you went to school and what what the comps uh, program was like there? Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school um, at Alliant International University. Uh, They're pretty well well known on the West Coast for their I.O. program, and that was uh, it was one of the very few, if not only, I.O. Ph.D. programs uh, in, in the Los Angeles, West Coast area even. And so that was one of the primary reasons why I chose to go there because I knew I wanted to get a Ph.D. Um, and then the comps process, you know, I thought it was very it was challenging, but it was fair. Like I felt very well prepared mm-hmm. Um but there were, you know, of course, there's there was a lot of anxiety leading up to it, and just you know, it's like which theory are they going to throw at me that I need to integrate? And <laughs> um, I, I I actually kind of felt appreciated it because it was I don't know if other people experience this, but there comes a time when you are taking a test or giving a presentation or something like that, and you realize, wow, I actually actually can do this. I, I know this, this stuff. So, um, yeah. that's what it was like for me. So, well, can you tell us a little bit about the format? Because it's, it's a little different in every, uh, institution. Was it a, a take home essay sort of test? Was there a, was that, was there an oral part as well? So 
it wasn't not it was not take home it was all in person and it was two days it was like a thursday and a friday uh during the summer and it was all written uh or multiple choice so there was no oral component to it but there were three parts uh so there was a stats there was an integration of theory and practice which was we got a case study and we had to integrate theories and and to solve the problem or problems in, in a mock organization. And then the third part was we were given, uh, we were given the method section and a few other sections of a paper. And then we had to write the abstract and the discussion section. Oh, fascinating. So you said something that um, I I think mirrors what, what Jeff said last week and it kind of brought up my own memories on this is that the hardest part is, is the moments leading up to it, you know, right before you're about to do it is the most anxiety provoking. But once you're in the thick of it, you really don't have anything left to give to the anxiety. You're, you're really uh, focused on the work at hand. And so it becomes a, I don't say a lot easier, but um, a lot more focused once you're there. So you get through comps and then uh, I assume in your program comps is the end of your coursework and you start working on the dissertation. Could you tell us about some of the milestones you cross between say the end of comps and and by the time you got to your defense? Yeah. So after comps, there were still a few more classes left um, that I, I had kind of chosen to span it out or spread it out because I had been, I worked all throughout graduate school. And so I had a couple more classes left to take, but they were, Mm. um, you know, I, I just planned it out well so that I wouldn't feel extremely overwhelmed because of course there was the dissertation that was always looming over my head. Um, but I started, so I, I got my master's in 2016 and took the comps passed. And then that fall of 2016 was when I started working on my dissertation and it was really tough. Um, it's like the world is your oyster. You pick a topic. and it, But before that, before we even got to that, there was a lot of encouragement around, you know, start thinking about your topic and what are you interested in and what do you want to be a subject matter expert in. And so it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And I always knew I wanted to do something leadership related. And then when I started doing the lit review, I realized, I mean, I think everybody can relate to this, but you just go down all these different kinds of rabbit holes. And once you think, once I thought I had a topic, I would, you know, let's say for instance, um, let's think what's a, uh, let's talk about resilience, right? So I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. resilience is the answer to leadership development. Right. And then like, I'll go down this rabbit hole. I'll be like, no, that's, that's not the end. all be all let's, let's get back. Let's get the rope and go back up this hole and <laughs> let's go down a different hole. So, um, but then, I, then once, once it got more clear is when things got easier. I think that initial picking a topic and being disciplined about not staying in mm-hmm. a rabbit hole is very key because otherwise you just, mm. I got overwhelmed and I was like, I'm never going to finish this. <laughs> yeah, that's really good advice, uh, especially during that lit review portion, because everything is connected to everything else. And if you're not, like you said, disciplined, you can just keep going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole and and, and not finish, which uh, some people unfortunately don't do because, you know, they get other things happen in their lives before they can finish up. So you were able to to sort of refocus on what you wanted your dissertation to be about. Could you tell us a little bit about your uh, your advisor, your committee, 
uh, you know, you don't have to give their names, but just like, Mm -hmm. what did that look like? Yeah, the, um, so my committee member, I actually knew I wanted her to be my, my dissertation chair. Um, so her name is Dr. Denise Lopez and I, I think she'd be okay with me sharing. Um, but she was incredible. I, I actually asked her before I even took comps, I kind of planted the seed saying, Hey, I would really love for you to consider me being, being my dissertation chair. And, um, because I knew her area of research is in employee engagement and leadership and leadership development. So I wanted to be very thoughtful about that. And so once I had that, she helped me think about, okay, who do I want on my committee? Um, but really the chair, the chairperson is key because there, she was my, my spirit guide, my mentor, (laughs) my everything in terms of how, when I was going down those rabbit holes, she was able to help me come, come out of there and be like, yeah, because what, one thing that did happen to me that was really hard for me to get out of is, you know, there's a whole body of research on leader emergence and then leader effectiveness. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much. And she said, you know what, just focus on the leader, leader effectiveness. Like, don't, don't stay down in this whole nod, like come back up. So yeah, having a chair, a a really supportive chair that knows the research is, is important. Yeah. And I think uh, you hit on a couple of things um, that would be important for people uh, to keep in mind as they're considering going down this path. One of them is what you just said, which is, you know, finding a knowledgeable uh, chair or, you know, uh, that, that understands what it is you're researching. And then the second thing, which you didn't really come out and say, but I think was pretty obvious from from the way that, that you described your relationship is that it's not just this dry sort of intellectual transactional kind of thing that that we sometimes imagine before uh, we're, we're in the thick of it is you develop a personal relationship with this advisor. And because of that, the, the whole process is eased significantly and they can kind of pull you back from the edge when you're, when you're in danger of running over. So um, the, probably the aspect of this whole process that is most mysterious uh, to those that have never done it is the actual defense itself. So could you tell us like, what was your defense like? Where did it take place? Who was there? Um, and, and what was involved in it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. The defense was probably the <laughs> scariest thing. I <laughs> like, like before I was so afraid because you just hear basically what people say or what I heard people say is you go in and you're going to present your dissertation and they can ask whatever question they want. Um, there's no like guardrails. And so that's the the thought I had about a few weeks going in. But then I got really good advice because I had a, a, a friend, peer, co- same cohort. She defended uh, a month or so before I did. And I was like, you know, how did how did your defense go? Um, but also being, you know, being uh, uh, respectful in the sense, not asking for the answers to the test. But I said, hey, um, you know, do you have any tips? What advice do you have? And she she said, you know, you know, the content you know your research really think about how you want to tell the story because it's and and she she really helped me see like you know you know the actual research and the details so how can you step out of that and just if someone did ask if if a committee member did ask you any question you're going to know the answer they're not there yeah. to 
they're not there to get you. They they're testing to see if you actually know it, know what you're talking about. And then um, I would say another key person, of course, aside from Dr. Lopez, my dissertation chair would be my committee members as well. They said, Nas, how do you want to tell this story about the data? And, you know, think of it as, as the la- the work you've been doing for the last three years, paint a picture, really um, share with us. And cause they know I'm also a very creative person. And I, I was really, again, just worried about the data and what am I going to say about the stats and my method and all this stuff. And, and they really said, Naz, like, tell the story that, you know, this stuff. So that support was, uh, really helpful when the defense was happening again, you know, totally high on the adrenaline and cortisol. My hands were kind of, you know, shaking, (laughs) I'm going to admit it. But and then when the first question was asked by one of my committee members, I literally (laughs) was saying, uh, like a really long, um, and then I had to snap out of it and come back and, and they were very, uh, forgiving with that. (laughs) But then once I got that first question, I was, I was good. I said, I had that reassurance. I'm going to be okay. I got this. <laughs> and every other question, even though internally I had a mini, a mini heart, heart race or heart skip a beat, mm-hmm. I, I was yeah, doing and I that think self-management, that's, um, if you will. That's a, a pretty common experience from, um, from everything that I've heard is, you know, by the time you're getting to that defense, you've done all the work. It's just a matter of being able to convey that back to uh, the people in the room, uh, the committee members, uh, things like that. And we've all heard, you know, a couple of horror stories about, you know, wicked curveballs being pitched at um, the candidate during a defense, but um, they seem to be more like urban legends than they are like what people actually experience. At least uh, wasn't true of my experience, and it certainly wasn't true of the experience of most of the people that I talked to. Yeah, I think it's all, it's a lot scarier when people talk about it. But when I was actually in it, I'm like, this isn't actually that scary. It's, it's okay. <laughs> I think it's the, the anxiety again, leading up to it, the possibility that one can fail. But again, also reminding myself, no, these people have been my support system for the past three years. They want to see me succeed. They're not out to, you know, trip me up or anything like that. So it's just a lot of yeah. just the self that gets in the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And and that's in a, and that's something that I would sort of convey to anyone uh, listening who's considering, uh, you know, working on a doctorate is that the people on your committee, you know, by the time you get to a defense, you've had many conversations, many back and forth with them. They're they're guiding the process. It's not, it's a failure for them if you fail. Yeah. So they are, they're well motivated to make sure that you succeed as well. Yeah. So for my last question, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Mm. Um, if you could give yourself uh, some advice, let's say the first day of your, of your master's program, uh, you know, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself? Oh, that's a good question. I would tell myself, get it done. (laughs) Um, Because it's, you know what, I would have told myself, you're going to be so happy when you're done. Because, (laughs) because for me, and you can honestly, I would not have come out and I'm going to be really transparent. But there were so many days that 
I would text my, you know, we have a little IO group chat and I would text them and Mm -hmm. I said, you know, today's the day where I'm going to quit. Like, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it. I just want to leave. I don't, I don't want to finish. And they helped say, Naz, you've made it this far. You can't quit now. Come on, keep going. (laughs) So I spent a lot of time kind of being angry at myself (laughs) and Mm. at the process. Um, But then once it was done, it was done. And now it's like a distant memory that I can, I kind of wish I enjoyed the process a little bit more because there were a lot of times where I was just kind of burned out and, and I should have taken better care of myself to take a day off, chill, come back Mm -hmm. refreshed and work on it as opposed to, to having that burnout kind of, like linger, if you will. And that's just me being, you know, 100% transparent. No, and I appreciate that. And I think, you know, you talked about your sort of support group. um, And I I think that's great advice for anybody listening is to take care of yourself that you're, you know, you can do it. You know, I had a a faculty member uh, fairly early on in my coursework just said, you know, you're going to finish this and it's not because you're smart. There's lots and lots and lots of smart people that never do this. You're going to finish this because you're a special kind of crazy. (laughs) And if you're that motivated to do it, you're that special kind of crazy too. Um, And so I think that's great advice and and the social support I think is also key. Thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate this. And I think this is, this is great advice. So thank you for sharing it. Mm 